Hello, Ms. Kapownis. Hello, Brother Kapow. Today's date is August 12th, 2019, and we are in Ezra again, and we are in chapter 9. 9. We're going to go from verse 1 to 38. Then we're going to break there because it starts a new topic about Zion. Zion. Uh, but once again, we are in, well, in Greek, it is second, it's, um, second Ezra or fourth Ezra's. Mm-hmm. I like to say second Ezra because it's just easier to say than fourth Ezra's. Okay. Okay, so I call it Ezra, but second Ezra. It's an apocryphal book that's uh, wonderfully written uh, about the future, mm-hmm. about the end times. Yep. And if you've been following us for the last, I don't know, four or five months on it, mm-hmm. holy moly, we're only in chapter nine. I think there's 16 chapters. Well, we're going to be around a long time when <laughs> yeah. Jesus comes back. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, hopefully we won't finish it. Uh, but we're breaking it down as we go. It's just amazing because as you read this book, you just you just see the references in the New Testament to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of Old Testament references too, but I mean, really... Yeah, the, you know that the apostles uh, used this book. Mm-hmm. And, and the quotes by Christ the and everything. scrolls and the parchments. Yeah. Say scrolls again because you're... Scrolls. Yeah, because your mouth won't be scrolls. <laughs> I see some scrolls. Scrolls, scrolls Jerry. Scrolls. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to begin there. And um, so it's, once again, he's going to talk about, because I played something else last week. So just to reiterate what happened before, Ezra is asking all the hard questions for us. Mm-hmm. Ezra is a little bit, now don't get me wrong here, but he's a little bit, um, you know, he lovey-dovey, he wants to embrace everybody. He wants everybody to be included. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's not like, um, well, some of these other Old Testament prophets, you know. Uh, little, like Ezekiel. Little Ezekiel, you know. <laughs> I love here, Ezekiel. You know. Um, he's, he's, he's asked, Ezra asks a lot of questions about, you know, everybody, the wicked and everybody. And then, mm-hmm. you know, God, why did you create everybody if you're just going to destroy them anyway? And they're valid questions because... We, well, I think he's very meek too, because he realizes we've all sinned. Yeah. So why why is why was I picked to get saved, mm-hmm. and them not? Mm-hmm. We're I don't see myself any different than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was a big question for him. Yeah, and he sees Israel that was chosen, now in bondage under Babylon, being punished. You know, and he's like, I know we we screwed up, but my goodness, the thing is too is we have um, you know hindsight from Christ up to this point of 2,000 years. So we, we have a bigger picture of things that they saw darkly. Right. You know what I mean? So he asked this question a lot, you know, that he, uh, about other people and stuff like that. And the angel of the Lord keeps telling him, don't worry about these other people, you know, because the vast majority of people are going to perish. And that's what he can't get his head around. He's really having a hard time with that. Um, and it's explained to them over and over again about gold and the, and the dirt, you know, the, what's more precious and things right. like that. And from God's point of view, God is saying, I gave everybody a chance, but they refused to acknowledge me. 
Therefore, you're going to get what you get. It's kind of like Romans, mm -hmm. you know, about the natural theology. Right. Nature itself points out to the Godhead. And if you, if you keep refusing that, yeah. there's only so much I can do, right? right? And, and the word says, and even in, in uh, Ezra, mm -hmm. it says that it's not God's will for any to perish. No. And we see that also in the New Testament. Yeah. And that's why he provided that way mm -hmm. through his son. Amen. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Messiah, right? That's right. So, to go back to the last time we talked about it, that's what he's talking about. And uh, the angel finishes this to him and says, um, you know, therefore do not ask any more questions, Ezra, about the multitude of those who perish, for they also received freedom, just like you said, mm -hmm. but they despised the Most High and were contemptuous of his law and forsook his ways. Moreover, they have trampled upon the, his righteous ones. Mm. And they said in their hearts that there is not God, though knowing full well that they must die. And that's pretty heavy. So very heavy. Everybody knows they're gonna die. Everybody knows that, but yet you don't. Uh, a lot of times, you you don't view death like it could happen to you. Right. You ignore it. Yeah. And maybe it'll pass you by. <laughs> it, it's it's for the hundred percent of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, and um, so he says, you know, the things that he explained to Ezra before await him and his people, people that are in God, but thirst and torment are, pre are prepared for those who are wicked. Mm -hmm. And then he says, for the Most High did not intend that men should be destroyed. Exactly what you said. So that's where we're at. Now in verse 9, <clears throat> it's an answer to Ezra's, another question from Ezra. And Ezra says, at the last of chapter eight, behold, O Lord, thou hast now shown me a multitude of the signs which thou wilt do in the last times, but thou hast not shown me when thou wilt do them. Hmm. Right? So he wants to know the day and the hour. <laughs> and hmm. uh, well, he wants to know, he wants to know when, when it's going to happen, right. the season. Um, no one, you know, no matter what happens, who does what study, who has what knowledge, no one knows the day nor the hour. For, and, you know, the thing is, he, Jesus even said <coughs> the Son doesn't even know. I know. The angels don't know, only the Father. So if Jesus doesn't know and the angels don't know, what makes people think that God's going to reveal that to them? Yeah. I know. And every year it's the same clowns. I know. Uh, it's always around Passover, October, or Easter. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Easter. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, because they do all this Number. geometry and yeah. numbers and all that geometry stuff is. It's just numerology, Miss Capal. It is definitely. Be careful of that stuff. Uh, chapter nine. So, but thou hast not shown me when thou will do them. So then the angel answers and says, "Measure carefully in your mind." Mm. And when you see that a certain part of the predicted signs are past, then you will know that it is the very time when the Most High is about to visit the world which he has made. Mm. So that just means 
Measure carefully in your mind. Think about it. Use critical thinking. And when you see these signs mm-hmm. that I've talked about, and you see that they have occurred, then you know it's very close. Mm-hmm. Correct, Mundo. Correct, Mundo. All right. Just like Jesus said in Luke twenty-one. Exactly. When he said uh, the parable Matthew of the, 24. the fig tree in Mark 13. Mm-hmm. Parable of the fig tree. When you see it bud and trees like it start to bud, you know summer's near. Right. Now, summer's not going to come in 10 minutes. You can stare at that tree for 24 hours or 48 hours and go, oh, summer's here. Mm-hmm. But eventually, soon, summer's going to be there and that bud's going to turn into a flower and, right. and a fig. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. It's a season. You know the season because of the signs. Mm-hmm. You don't know the day. You don't know the hour, but you know the season for saying. Jesus said that. Yep. So we're not making this up. Nope. And you'll hear other people say, you don't know the day or the hour, but you can't know the seasons. Well, they're right. Yep. Jesus said, you'll know the seasons. Season of the fig tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's given us something to look for. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not totally in the dark. Mm-mm. But you have to know what the signs are. You have to know what, the you know, what to look for. And that's, that's where it gets hard. And it's not the third temple, people. No, no, no. It's not the mosque. Israel and the Palestinians, the Palestinians are fighting right now because the two days, the two holy days mixed. It's not that. That ain't going to happen. And that's what, that's why it gets difficult because of our predetermined doctrine and theology that we were taught. And we never really break it down and question it. Mm-mm. And we have to say, what does the Bible say? Now, a lot of people will will do a doctrine of the Antichrist. They'll do a doctrine of a seven-year tribulation, um, all this stuff, their temple stuff, and they, they base it out of a pulse, man of lawlessness, second Thess, right? Mm-hmm. They base it out of Daniel, Daniel 9 specifically, 70 weeks of Daniel. Right. They'll base it out of, you know, books of Revelation. But then they'll call it the Antichrist, mm-hmm. which is not mentioned in any of those. And so that's only mentioned in John, John. Mm-hmm. the letter of John. And he says the Antichrist is already here and among us, right? Right. But that don't fit sexy doctrine. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, folks. I'm going to give you a really easy tool on Bible theology, on, I mean, prophecy. This is super easy. You want to know what really what's going to go down? Yes, yes, yes. Quit trying to do a compilation of stuff you don't understand because mm-hmm. you don't understand it. If anybody says they understand the book of Revelation and they have all the keys, run from them. Mm-hmm. Here's the key. What did Jesus say? <gasps> what did Jesus say was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Study that. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. I think some of it's in Luke 16 too. Mm-hmm. Read all the Gospels. Study what he said. That's what you know. That's right. That's what you That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Well, how does Paul fit in? How's Paul's man of lawlessness? How about, you know, the how does that all fit in? Don't worry about it until the Holy Spirit reveals all truth to you. That's right. First, understand the basics. You got to start off eating dog kibble before you can start eating T-bone steak. Right, people. Okay. Verse 3. Verse 3, my goodness, this is going to be a long show. I can't stop talking. <laughs> I have half coffee. Verse 3, so when there shall appear in the world earthquakes, tumult of peoples, mm. intrigues of nations, wavering of leaders, confusion of princes, 
then you will know that it was of these that the Most High spoke from the days were of old, from the beginning. Mm -hmm. What did he just say, Miss Kapow? Well, he said the same thing Jesus said. Exactly. World earthquakes, tumult of peoples, intrigues of nations, wavering of leaders, confusion of princes, yada, yada, yada. You know, right now, we got this big gun debate here in America. You know, everybody wants to take guns away now. A couple of shootings, crazy people with guns. You know, Donald Trump, really, he got elected by being endorsed by the NRA and mm-hmm. pro-gun and all that stuff. And I just saw the other day where he's like, well, you know, we need control. We need, we need you know, background checks and we need that. So he's kind of wavering, right? And so a lot of, you know, his, his base that were very Second Amendment oriented, you know, are kind of like, whoa, we're going to mm-hmm. vote for this guy. So he's kind of wavering. Well, what, what does this say in Ezra? Wavering of leaders, mm-hmm. confusion of princes. It's part of an end times sign. The angel just told Ezra, when you see, measure carefully in your mind, when you see that a certain part of the predicted signs are already passed, then you know God's about to visit yeah, the fine. earth again. Now, once again, he says there are going to be earthquakes, tumult of peoples, intrigues of nation, wavering of leaders, confusion of princes. And when you see these things, you'll know that the Most High spoke from the days that were at the very beginning about these things. So I don't know if you can argue with me and say, well, we don't, we don't not seen an, earth, uh, an increase in earthquakes. Hmm. I beg to differ. And, and the intensity of them. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Yep, they are. And they're more intense. So uh, who can argue with me that we have a tumult of peoples? Yep. Uh, they're fighting over there at the uh, Temple Mount. Yep. Because the Muslim holiday, you know, the last day of Najish, mm-hmm. uh, overlapped with, you know, Tish B'Av. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's a whole kinds of riots. It was right. China, mm-hmm. Japan, uh, it's everywhere. Yeah. Places that Even normally in the United have States. Races. United States are rioting. Intrigues of nations. Do we have intrigues? Yeah. Holy moly. Oh, we already have wavering leaders everywhere and confusion of princes. They don't mm-hmm. know what to do. They don't know what to do. They all want to go. They don't want to go to Mars with Elon Musk. So, remember, I told you the tool. You know, Bible prophecy gets confusing when you start reading uh, Left Behind series and start watching Hell Lindsay movies, reading The Great Late Planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start doing that kind of stuff, and you get all confused, and you start buying and reading and watching on YouTube and other pastors and preachers that have it all down and they have it. Anybody who's writing you a chart, how it's going to go down, run the other way. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, I don't care. You're not going to believe uh, brother Kapow. You say a lot of stuff. I don't believe you. I'm telling you, this is the key. That's right. You want to understand what's going down. This is the key. Listen to Jesus yep. because he was the son of God. He was the son of God now. And he was the son of God when he walked this earth in the flesh. And he knows things. He kind, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of knows things. Kind of more than Hal Lindsey and, you know, Jim Baker and all those other guys. Mm-hmm. Just listen to Jesus. And I, I suggest you do that on all things. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's, let's see what Luke 21 says. We'll start at verse 10. Then said he unto them, this is Jesus speaking, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes 
shall be in divers places, and famines, and pestilences, and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. Stop right there. Okay. Who can argue the earthquakes? Who can argue that there's famines? There's real famines there all is. on this planet. And I'm telling you something. It's coming to America, and it's coming to all civilized countries because of the grand solar minimum. Mm-hmm. It's already here. Food prices are already skyrocketing. Mm. I'm telling it's you. Begun. It it's has begun. It has begun. It has begun. It has begun. Real famine. And I'm. And there's other famines, too, like you can't even get real food now. You don't even know what you're eating. You're eating Walmart chicken. You don't know what that is. Mm-mm. It's chicken-based, but you have no idea what you're eating. Pestilences. Mm-hmm. How many, just recently you're reading about all these people dying of flesh-eating bacteria. They're getting in swimming pools, sitting on a toilet, mm-hmm. snorkeling, whatever. They're getting, all, there's all kinds of pestilences. Yep. AIDS, STDs, bugs, yep. weird stuff. Okay, fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Now, if, if you don't watch these kind of things, and I don't endorse this guy. He kind of irritates me, to tell you the truth. Um, Mr. MB333. Oh. He only irritates me in the sense that he he won't take a stand on things. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's very wishy-washy. He, yeah, he wishy-washy. But he has um, a huge YouTube channel, Mr. MBB3, and he also has a website. And he he's basically a watchman. He watches the earth and the weather patterns and things like that. But he has a big segment segment on sky phenomena. That people film things in the sky and they send it to him. So there's a bunch of pictures. All over the world. Mm-hmm. And folks, if, you, if you're not aware of this or follow this, it's absolutely incredible what is showing up. Mm-hmm. Fearful sights and great signs are there in heaven. I mm-hmm. am not kidding you. Mm-mm. Huge, crazy stuff. Yep. That just wasn't before. No. And even he's like, I've never seen anything like mm-hmm. this. And Unbelievable. And then we look out <coughs> in the sky too. We see strange weird things. Weird stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Very weird. Luke 21, 24. Says, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, if you notice what I did is I went Luke uh, 21 and I read verses, or Ms. Kapow read verses 10 and 11. And then I skipped everything all the way back down to 24. Here's why. In between those, Jesus takes a side trip, and he tells you he's going to do that. He says, but before all these things, they're going to deliver you up to, to the synagogues and do this and this and this and this. And he specifically is talking to his specific audience mm-hmm. of his day, and he's talking about 8070. That's right. It's it's still their future. Mm-hmm. And at the end of verse 24, he finishes that talk, his side trip, and he says, And Jerusalem, he's talking about after it's destroyed, no, no stone left unturned. Mm-hmm. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until when? The times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. There's not going to be a third temple on the Temple Mount. Mm-mm. Israel, that's a nation state over there called Israel. The, Israel is not going to reclaim Jerusalem or the Temple Mount ever again. Jesus himself said, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. When our time, the Gentiles and the nations are fulfilled, it's over. Okay, so I skipped verses 12 to 23. Right. He's talking about AD 70. So to put it in order, this 
Now it's chronological and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Then we go to Luke 25 and we continue from 25 to 28. Mm -hmm. And it says... And it says... And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Okay. So when does all this happen? There shall be signs of the sun and the moon. This is going to happen when he says, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So at the end of that fulfillment, when it's about to end, and he's going to return, like Ezra just said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Going to return. The Most High spoke from the days of the beginning about this, that then there's going to be signs in the sun and in the moon. And we just saw that yesterday. As a matter of fact, on MB333 channel, yep. we saw that, mm-hmm. that there is weird stuff going on in the sun. And the moon was real tiny. Remember that? It looked like a little pea in the sky. It did. It weird did. stuff. And the stars. There's also signs in the stars, the constellations. Mm-hmm. It's happening all the time. And then it says, upon the earth, distress of nations. Do we have that? Oh, good night. Yes. Okay. How about, are they perplexed? Yes. Perplexity. Yes. Yes. How about the sea and the waves roaring? Yep. Do we have that? Have you seen the weather patterns? Lots of floods, tornadoes. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. It's still snowing in some parts yep. of the world. Floods, every, and unprecedented earth just opening up, mm-hmm. cracks, sinkholes. It's unbelievable. Fish are being beached on the whale, on the whale, whale. on the beach. Yeah. And it's stuff that you're not getting from CNN or Fox News or mainstream media because they're too busy clowning around with politics to keep you you distracted. I'm telling you, all these elites are underground right now. Mm -hmm. What you're seeing is they're they're doppelgangers or they're they're doing stuff from their TVs, from TV studios underground. I know Mm -hmm. I sound crazy. Men's hearts failing them for fear. We read a lot of articles about people just being afraid because... The the future is unknown. Yeah. I just saw one today. I posted it on Facebook uh, that prepping is up um, incredibly Mm -hmm. because it says right in the article, fear is driving people. They're fearful. And why are they afraid, Ms. Kapow? Um, Because of the things that are looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Yes. They know I don't care if they're a Christian or not. They know things are bad Mm -hmm. and getting worse. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Have they been shaken? Can we see that? Well, yeah, we're talking about all the sky phenomena. There's triangles everywhere. There's there's right angle squares in the sky. There's just crazy. Unidentified objects. Yeah, and then look at the behavior, the demonic takeover of the human genome on this planet. Yep. Okay? Now, we've seen all those signs. Keep that in mind. If you agree with us and go, yeah, all those signs are seeing now, you know what that means? It means our redemption. It means we're close, folks. Now, here's the only sign I have not seen yet. The Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. That's right. And then, after all this stuff, then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. 
And when these things begin to come to pass, now how far, how long have they need to be? Ten, ten years that they're doing weird stuff? Nope. Five years? When they when things begin to come to pass. Then when look they started. up. When they start, then look up. Lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. I have seen all those signs. The only ones I have not seen yet, the only one I have not seen is the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Mm-hmm. So that means he can come in any time. That's right. So if you agree with us on that, I'm telling you, buckle up. And if there's anything in your life, if there's anything that needs to be rooted out, right? Now's the time. Allow the Holy Spirit to work on you and get you squared away, man. So that you can face the Son of Man with confidence and boldness. That's right. And you go, hey, I got my certificate. I've been approved. Right? Verse 5. For just as with everything that has occurred in the world, the beginning is evident and the end manifest. I think that's interesting. Just as everything that has already occurred in the world, the beginning is evident, the beginning of it, and also the end of it. You're going to know it's the end. And I cannot stress, you probably talk to people all the time. People know something's wrong. Yes, they do. Life as they know it is not the same. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. With this artificial intelligence, with with the, the geez, I just posted an article on the digital actors. Um, where, where they're actually creating a digital image, physically creating a, demo, dim, a, a digital image of actors that they'll be able to use in the future, and that actor doesn't Never need to be their acting. Yeah, it won't age. Incredible stuff. You know it's the end of the time. We can go on and on about this. Anyway, verse 6. So also are the times of the Most High. The beginnings are manifest in wonders and mighty works, and the end is acquittal and in signs. So check that out. The beginnings are manifest in wonders and mighty works. What are those beginnings? Well, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He spoke this in existence. He spoke the seas in existence. He created light. He created stars. These are wonders and mighty works, are they not? Amen. In the beginning. But then he says, in the end, are they wonders and mighty works? No. Requital and in signs. Mm. Requital means it's over. Yep. I am I am taking it back and in signs. There's signs everywhere. Do we see those? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Verse 7. And it shall be that everyone who will be saved and will be able to escape on account of his works or on account of the faith by which he has believed. Now, why did it say on account of his works before it said faith? Because Ezra was written before Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Ezra was written when they were under the law and they were escaped by the works of the law. Mm -hmm. Since Jesus Christ, he has fulfilled the law. Right. Our escape is by faith Mm -hmm. in the work of Jesus Christ. That's right. You understand? So, everyone who will be saved and could escape if they were under the law before, but right now, if you're a sound of my voice, on account of your faith Mm -hmm. on which you believed. So, let's prove that. Ephesians 2.8 says... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mark (laughs) 5.34 and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole in thy plague. Thy faith have made you whole. Amen. Linda, your faith has made you whole. Amen. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. 
It's the gift of God. That's right. Hebrews 4.2, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So some, the majority of people, don't be, it's not going to be profited uh, by the faith because of the gospel, because it's not mixed. They don't have any faith. That's right. They don't have any faith. So they hear the gospel, but they don't believe. That's right. Okay. They're not going to be saved out of this stuff. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Must believe that he is. He is what? He is God and everything that encompasses that. Understand? Mm -hmm. Verse 8 says, uh, it says, uh, on account of the faith by which he has believed, he will escape. And then verse 8 continues will survive the dangers that have been predicted and will see my salvation in my land and within my borders, which I have sanctified for myself from the beginning. That's us. Then those who have now abused my ways shall be amazed and those who have rejected them with contempt shall dwell in torments. So who dwells in torments? Those that have rejected uh, and, um, yeah, those that have rejected and with contempt. With contempt. So it's not just, um, you know, uh, it's it's a contempt of God. It's an anti-God or an anti-Christ spirit. It's those who have who have aligned themselves and who have bowed down to the world, to the Baphomet spirit. This this Lucy in the sky with trannies, uh, the Queen of Heaven, mm-hmm. Lucifer. It's it's you're, you have contempt for the things of God. Yeah, they shall be in, in dwell in torments. Mm-hmm. Okay, in verse ten it says, "For as many as did not acknowledge me in their lifetime, although they received my benefits, and as many as scorned my law while they still had freedom and did not understand, but despised it while an opportunity of repentance was still open to them, they must be in torment. Uh, acknowledge it after death." Okay, so as many did not acknowledge God in their lifetime, even though they received the benefits. Mm-hmm. See, every time you wake up and you're breathing and you're alive, that's a benefit from God. Mm-hmm. That sun shining on you, that's a benefit. The rain pouring, that's a benefit. But you want to acknowledge God, right. right? They scorned the law while they had freedom. The law of God, the moral law that's put, put it in, in our hearts, they, even though they had the freedom to choose. They despised an opportunity to repent. They wouldn't repent. Mm-mm. The Kapow radio show, Brother and Miss, and Miss Kapow are saying, repent, get your act together, because the bus is right here. They despise that opportunity. You're not going to listen. No one's listening. You know what they're listening to? New Age Christianity. Yep. New Age yoga crap and meditation crap. Ooh, there I said it. <laughs> it was still open to them. These must be in torment are going to acknowledge it after death, though. Sure. Guess what? You're going to acknowledge it one way or another, either now or or then. Because every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Exactly. And you can do that now or you can do that later. But you're going to do it. I would prefer we all do it now. 
So for as many as did not acknowledge, let's look at that, what Romans... Uh, Romans 1, 28 through 32 says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. That's heavy. That's a lot of stuff there. That sounds like your typical social media profile. Mm-hmm. Sure does. <laughs> that, that is heavy stuff. And it says they know the judgment of God. They know they're going to go to hell. How many times have you heard somebody say, I'm going to hell in a handbasket? Oh, yeah. Lots. I'm going to I must be going to hell in a handbasket mm-hmm. because I did this and did that. Mm-hmm. They joke about it. Things they're doing are worthy of death, but they do they do it, and then they also laugh at Jimmy Kimmel at night doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they laugh at all the comedians doing the same thing. Ha ha, everything's a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one way or another, they're going to have to confess and acknowledge him after death. And can we, uh, we can show that scripturally, can't we? Yep. Isaiah 45, 22 through 25 says, Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, in the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Romans 14 through 11 through 12 says, For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account to himself to God. Every one of us. Philippians 2, 8 through 11 says, And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's going to happen one way or another, right? It's the Debar. It's it, the Rima. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Thank you. That is. That's a declaration mm-hmm. right there. That is the it's, He declares it. Um, the Debar in Hebrew is like a prophetic declaration. That's he right. says it and it comes true. There's no wavering. There's no if and and or it comes true. Because God cannot lie. Yeah, exactly. In the New Testament, it's Rima, the Rima word. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. Verse 13 says, Therefore, do not continue to be curious as to how the ungodly will be punished, but inquire how the righteous will be saved, those to whom the age belongs and for whose sake the age was made. That's amazing. So don't worry about these other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of humanism because we've been taught, so, oh, we gotta, we got to you know, do this and do that. And it's like, you know what? Everybody knows 
I'll use you when you need to be used because mm-hmm. I'll draw them. And if you're the tool, I need you to speak to them. You'll know it. I'll That's send right. them to you. But it says, inquire how that the righteous will be saved. Those to whom the age belongs. He's talking about the future age, not where we live now, but the, but the one that That's we're going coming. to. Mm-hmm. And for whose sake that age was made. It was made for you Amen. and me, Jesus. right? Yes, and 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered in the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. God has made it and prepared it. Do you see how Paul, uh, he like quotes Ezra a lot. It was the same concept. I mean, mm-hmm. that Romans one was, yeah, yeah it's amazing. Uh, in verse 14, I answered and said, I said before, and I say now, and will say it again. There are more who perish than those who will be saved, as a wave is greater than a drop of water. He answered me and said, As is the field, so is the seed, and as are the flowers, so are the colors, and as is the work, so is the product, and as is the farmer, so is the threshing floor. For there was a time in this age when I was preparing for those who now exist before the world was made for them to dwell in, and no one opposed me then, for no one existed. But now those who have been created in this world, which is supplied both with an unfailing table and an inexhaustible pasture, have become corrupt in their ways. So I considered my world, and behold, it was lost, and my earth, and behold, it was peril because of the devices of those who had come into it. So God is saying, look at man, I created everything. It was beautiful when I created it. I wasn't opposed. The whole bit. And I, I created humans to come into it and exist in my garden. You know, everything was fine. <clears throat> then he says, but now those who have been created in this world, that's humans, and they're supplied with an unfailing table. We got food, we got sunshine, we got water, right? Land, earth inexhaustible pasture, they become corrupt in their ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he considers that and says, the, the earth is lost. Uh, behold, it was in deep peril because of the devices of those who came into it. So if we're humans are already here, who who was it that came into it? Well, that corrupted? See. Let's see, Ms. Powell. Well, go back to Genesis 6, 1 through 7, and it says, And it came to pass... When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth, and in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, and were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord, that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Saddest scripture in the Bible. So those are the devices of those who had come into it. 
And then he says, in verse 21, And I saw and spared some with great difficulty, and saved for myself one grape out of a cluster, and one plant out of a great forest. What does that mean? Well, Genesis 6, 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we know that only Noah and his sons and their sons' wives, <coughs> Noah's wife too, was eight souls were saved out of... <coughs> All the people that were on the earth at that time. Yeah, just think of it, just eight. Yeah, just eight. Because they were the only genetically pure humans left. Everybody had been corrupted. The fallen angels had corrupted the DNA of every single human genome on the planet. Mm -mm. Genesis says there were they were uh, nephews in the day and also after that yep. when the Son of God came. So they came back. The first ones, as as it you know explained in Enoch and stuff, were put into chains under the ground. That's what Peter and Jude talk about, uh, the fallen angels there. And uh, there's other incursions. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion is they've never left. They've been here. And the Nephis have always been with us, but they're so perfected now that they're not giants and they're not freaky looking. Well, they are when you know how to spot them, but they look just like us. Yeah, they they're do. your celebrities, your newscasters, uh, the people you see on TV, your politicians. They're all nephews. I'm going to take a little side trip here and tell people that I just wrote a, just finished writing and um, producing and publishing a new song called Hermantown. It's a great number. Yeah. Hermantown, funk it up. Um, Hermantown, if you know, Mount Hermon is when the was where the fallen angels came down, and they took an oath of curses on themselves to do sin against God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's called Mount Hermon, which is like mountain of a curse. Mm -hmm. So the name of my song is Hermantown, funk it up, because they they got funky and funked everything up in the world, mm -hmm. and the song itself is very funky. Um, I've put the lyrics on Facebook uh, so far in a little little deal, but the song will be released September 1st, mm -hmm. and right before that, I'll have a video out and That's things like that. That's a great video, guys. You're going to love it. Should I play the song at the end of this song? <gasps> you should. Okay. This is the first time it's going to be revealed. So at the end of this show, I'm going to play Hermantown. Yeah. Funk it You're up. You're going to love it. And uh, you might want to dance. Uh, but it's it's a very sad song. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Verse 21, oh, okay, verse 22. So let the multitude perish, which has been born in vain, but let my grape and my plant be saved, because with much labor I have perfected them. So God is not concerned about the multitude has rejected him. He's concerned about his precious ones. That's right. Ephesians 1, 10 through 14 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, mm. which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. He's selected you. You've come to faith. He's sealing you in the Holy Spirit. And he's going to come and redeem his inheritance. That's right. Amen. 
Second <laughs> Timothy. Oh, I'm that's sorry. That's the truth. It's just that simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Second Timothy one nine says, "Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began." Not according to our works. Nope. Second Timothy one ten, but is now being manifested by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Mm. Praise God. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Verse but, 23. I'm sorry. Yeah. But if you will let seven days more pass, do not fast during them, however, but go into a field of flowers where no house has been built, and eat only of the flowers of the field, and taste no meat, and drink no wine, but eat only flowers, and pray to the Most High continually. Then I will come and talk with you. So I went, as he directed me, into the field, which is called Ardat, and there I sat among the flowers and ate of the plants of the field, and the nourishment they afforded satisfied me. And after seven days, as I lay on the grass, my heart was troubled again, as it was before. And my mouth was opened, and I began to speak before the Most High, and said, O Lord, Thou didst show Thyself among us, to our fathers in the wilderness, when they came out of Egypt, and when they came into the untrodden and unfruitful wilderness. And Thou didst say, Hear me, O Israel, give heed to my words, O descendants of Jacob. For behold, I sow my law in you, and it shall bring forth fruit in you, and you shall be glorified through it forever. But though our fathers received the law, they did not keep it, and did not observe the statutes, yet the fruit of the law did not perish, for it could not, because it was yours, because it was your. Yet those who received it perished, because they did not keep what had been sown in them. Well, let's look at that. Luke 8. 11 through 15 says, Now in the parable of this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear the word, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this earth life, and bring no fruit to perfection, but that on good ground they are, which in an honest and good heart, have having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Very nice. And let's see, then we'll go to verse 34. What's happening here is... is um, Ezra is now, you know, as you can tell, has been instructed to go to a field and eat flowers and hang out mm-hmm. until uh, God reveals more stuff to him. Right. That's where we're at. Verse 34, And behold, it is the rule that when the ground has received seed or the sea a ship or any dish food or drink, and when it happens that what was sown or what was launched or was put in it is destroyed, they are destroyed. But the things that held them remain, yet... With us, it has not been so. For we who have received the law and sinned will perish, as well as our heart which received it. And the law, however, does not perish, but remains in its glory. When I said these things in my heart, I lifted up my eyes and saw a woman on my right. And behold, she was mourning and weeping with a loud voice and was deeply grieved at heart. And her clothes were rent, and there were ashes on her head. And that's where we're going to stop. Because then he sees a vision of a woman 
And that vision is Zion, and it answers the question he just, or the statement he just made Mm -hmm. about how everything else, when something's put into it and is destroyed, that thing that held it is still remaining. Mm -hmm. But the nation of Israel that held the law is now under Babylonian destruction and rule. And that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He says, the law, however, does not perish, but remains in its glory. God's law did not perish, but the vessel that held the law, Israel, did. Um, and so as soon as he said that, he sees a woman in the field with him weeping and crying and grieved. And there's ashes on her head. And so then this vision will go on and it comes to, to be that it's a lesson mm-hmm. about Zion. That's right. And uh, so we'll, we'll get into that next week. Okay, so we're going to stop in verse 38. Amen. You have anything to add, Ms. Kapow? Words of wisdom? Words of knowledge? No. No? Just, um, just, I would pray that we do as um, the Lord told us in Luke, that we pray and ask the Lord that we would be found worthy to escape the things that are on this earth and to stand before the Son of Man when he comes. Mm-hmm. That's the best prayer. That we've been found worthy. Mm-hmm. Accountable. Yeah, those yeah. things look up. So we want to take heed. I, I'm telling you, you know, I can't prove anything to you. Well, I kind of could prove the signs to you, but man, we're close. Yeah. We're just, just right around the corner here. It's, um, it's right there. All right, folks, I'm going to play uh, Hermantown, Funk It Up. Mm-hmm. So hang on and listen to the song. Yeah, and if you want, uh, type us and let us know what you think. Yeah. You know? It's going to be released September 1st, but mm-hmm. for right now, I'm going to uh, give you a preview of the entire incident. Mm-hmm. All right. Ciao, babies. Ciao, babies. 